Welcome to Career Tools. This week, skip level meetings for directs. The questions this cast answers are, what is a skip level meeting? My boss's boss invited me to a meeting, what do I do? And how should I prepare for attending a skip level meeting? Skip level meeting, just to make it clear for everybody, is a meeting that you're invited to by your boss's boss, which some people call their grand boss, which I think is cute, but not very <laughs> not very uh, professional. <laughs> but I think it's helpful to explain who that person is. So if you imagine your boss is your parent, which is horrible, uh, then your boss's boss would be your grand boss. And sometimes they will call a meeting for you and some of your peers. Sometimes it's um, it can be a boss that's a couple more levels higher than that too. Uh, sometimes it's called a roundtable. Sometimes it's called a briefing session. Uh, sometimes it's just called a meeting with the boss's boss. And basically it's a way for the senior level manager to reach down into the organization and to hear things from the people who report to the people who report to them. So if you imagine being that senior level boss and you have 10 directs and they're all managers and they're telling you, yeah, my team is super happy. My team loves each other. We're all getting on. You know, none of my team are about to leave. It's, it's brilliant. Every now and again, as the boss's boss, you might want to check that with the people who are actually in the team. And that's what these meetings are for. Now, we're going to caveat that with if you're actually in that meeting, you don't want to say anything negative. We're going to go into that in a minute. So it's actually less effective than a senior manager thinks it is. Uh, the other reason they say they give for having these meetings is that they want to tell the people lower down in the organisation, they want to make sure that whatever message they have gets to those people accurately. So most messages in an organization say there's an acquisition that's happening. Mostly that would start at the top. They would have some kind of message around the acquisition. You know, it's really good for our customers or um, it's a compliment to what we already do, those kind of things. And those messages trickle down through the manager. So the CEO will give it to the VPs, the VPs will give it to their senior managers, the senior managers give it to the managers and so on down the organization. Well, every now and again, the senior person in that chain might want to check in with the people, not directly below them, but below that, to make sure that the message got there accurately and that whatever the, the individual contributors are hearing is the message that they want to say. Because, isn't you know, we all know the game... Uh, Americans call it telephone, we call it Chinese whispers, but it's the game where one person whispers a message into another person's ear and then the second person uh, whispers it to the third person and so on. And by the time you get to the fifth pe person, it's completely a different, entirely, an entirely different message. So we all know that messages get attenuated as they go through a number of people. So one reason for these meetings is to make sure that the message is getting there as it was sent, or as close to as it was sent, that one person can give and another person can receive. So it is a chance for you as an individual contributor or someone in this meeting, someone who's invited this meeting to shine, but it's also a time when you can tread in some fairly big puddles. And we don't want you to do that. So we're going to cover what to say and what not to say in these meetings. Today's outline. 
We're going to start with number one, positive only. Number two, don't say anything you haven't already said to your boss. Number three, share your opinion, not feedback. Number four, ask about plans, processes, and future announcements. All right. Positive only. How are we going to do that? Like, it's so hard not to complain about things. Exactly. And I think that sometimes directs feel like that's what this is their opportunity to do. We hope it would be obvious when you're meeting with somebody that can have an impact, right, and a huge effect on your career, that you want to display traits that are desirable in employees, one of those being positivity. Every manager loves when their directs are positive. No one wants a sad sack on their team. So that's going to mean saying things like, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to. I like. I'm impressed by. Or I agree. Or I'm optimistic about. I love all those, Sarah, but I'm a realist. If down, not downright pessimistic, I look for the negatives in a situation because I am going to prevent all the bad things from happening. If I look, if I look at a situation and I only see the positives, there's no prevention of a bad thing happening. If I look at the negatives, then I can save us from something bad happening. Why would I not bring that to this meeting? That's a really useful trait. Being able to see those flaws so you can try and alleviate future mishaps is a great trait to have, but it's not a trait that you want to bring to this meeting. Your realistic thoughts should be saved for private conversations with your direct manager, not in a public space with your boss's boss. This meeting is about showing energy and enthusiasm for the company and for your team. That's what you want to bring. And we're not asking you to lie or be disingenuous in any way here. Like, I'm one of those realistic people. I know that it's hard not to point out the negatives in a situation. And we're not saying, hey, just lie and say everything's positive. But what we're saying is find things you can be positive about and save your concerns for private conversations with your boss. It's not about lying. It's about behaving appropriately in the situation. This is the wrong place to bring up your concerns, so don't bring them up. It's a bit like being in a relationship, right? Where one of the parties says something like, we need to talk. Everybody knows what that means, right? <laughs> but we love that. Everyone loves that. And what is said is all the things that one partner doesn't like about the other person. And we all know that. It goes so well, too. Your boss's boss has basically said, let's talk. So if you can't think of any topics to bring up that you can speak about positively, don't bring any topics up. And there's a bonus to not saying anything negative in this meeting. Imagine one of your peers brings up a series of things that they'd like change. Let's say this meeting is about an acquisition and two departments are going to be merged. And, you know, your peer, Joe, is thinking, well, how are we going to work with these new people? Our systems aren't going to cope with those with uh, new inputs. We don't know how they run their systems. There's going to be a lot of extra people. Like, what, what's going to happen? Are some people going to be laid off? And they talk about all of those concerns in the meeting. Now, your boss is going to hear about that. As a manager, your boss's boss is going to report back on all your directs and exactly what they said and what the attitude was. And part of the reason your boss's boss is doing this meeting is to find out about those directs and find out what they're like. Because not that they don't trust what the boss is saying, but they have a different perspective. 
right? And so they're listening hard and then they're going to go back to the boss and say, hey, Joe, it was all negative. So what have you been telling them about this acquisition? Have you not told them it, it's a good thing and we're not going to make any, but we're not going to lay anybody off because we're getting a bunch of new customers? Did you not tell them that? Well, you know, Joe has just put your boss in a really difficult position. But when you're asked about it, you can say, hey, for the record, I heard what Joe said. I listened to what he said, but um, I didn't think it was the right place to bring that stuff up. And so I didn't say anything. And in fact, as we walked out the meeting, I said to Joe, dude, I don't think that was the right thing to do politically. But, you know, you did it. So can't do anything to help you, mate. Your boss is going to appreciate that you understood the politics of that meeting and didn't say anything. Absolutely. And don't say nothing at all because you have nothing positive to say. Not participating in the meeting is not being positive. So find those positive things. Find positive things to talk about. And when someone else is talking about their successes, achievements, things like that, say something like, oh, great job or well done. Have your voice heard. Make sure that you're continually contributing to that meeting. Say thank you when a question is answered, even if it wasn't your question, right? Smile, nod, have a place at the table, make sure you're seen. Yeah, there's a difference between not being able to bring up any topics because you can't think of anything positive about those topics and other people's topics and you being positive about them. And you can be positive about anything. You know, if other people are going to be like crowing about their stuff, there's an opportunity there to say, hey, well done, or... You know, even if there's a conversation going on and, and several people say it at once, your voice will still be heard. It will still be noticed that you were being positive in the meeting. Absolutely. And jot down notes. It shows that you were there to listen, that you cared. Jot things down when they're interesting. It shows that you're invested. Yeah, there's nothing like the person who just doesn't bring a notebook and is kind of zoned out. Right. Really? <laughs> exactly. If you're going to bring your notebook, don't doodle the entire time. Only write something down when you hear it and it's of interest, jot it down. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so next, don't say anything you haven't already said to your boss. We call this dropping dimes, and there is a whole podcast about this. We give you the definition of what a dropping a dime is, which is never share sensitive or harmful information with anyone other than the person to whom it is harmful without first notifying them and giving them a reasonable opportunity to ameliorate the problem. So let's say Sarah messed something up. She was shipping tubs to a conference and I know that she shipped all of the wrong decks. And I found that out because I opened the box and I found them all there. The right thing for me to do is to go to Sarah and say, hey, mate, I don't know what you did, but these decks are all wrong. There isn't a right deck in here. So let's talk about how we're going to fix it and for us to fix it. And if I felt like I had to go tell Mark, who is both our bosses, and tell him that the reason I'm running around like a mad person is because Sarah messed up, then I have to tell Sarah first, hey, you messed up, we're going to fix it, but I also have to tell Mark. Because it's not fair for Sarah to find out from Mark, hey, Wendy's been complaining about you. We don't do family tools. We don't compare this to families, but it's like kids tattling on each other. It's just not right. And there are lots and lots of negative consequences if in this meeting you start complaining about your boss to their boss. There's already the dropping the dime thing, 
but there's more than that. Absolutely. One way that this could potentially happen is your boss's boss in the meeting says something, asks a question that begs a negative answer. So for example, he said something like, is there anything we could do to improve for you guys? Is anything getting in your way? And the temptation here is to say something like, well, actually, the reason we're behind on our project is because the business analysts are sending us half-done requirements and we have to go back and get them redone. That might be the actual issue, and that's fair. But if you haven't discussed that with your boss, your manager in private first, don't bring that up in public to their boss. Right? You're saying in not so many words, our boss or your direct is doing a bad job of managing the team's inputs. It's not fair, it's not ethical, it's not kind to throw your manager under the bus in that meeting. And even if you have discussed the subject with your boss, if it's negative, don't bring it up, right? We've already talked about be positive, don't bring up negatives. Let's imagine that you had discussed that half done, those half-done reports and your boss says he'll handle it. You know, you've complained about these business analysts and, my, and your boss says, don't worry about it, I'm going to handle it. And a few weeks have gone by and nothing's happened. There is a real temptation to bring it up in that skip level in the hope that the boss's boss, with a bit more authority, will get it resolved in a way that you want it resolved. Right? I want this fixed. But again, you're saying to your boss's boss in public, our boss is not doing a good job. And in fact, there's another layer of negativity there because you're also saying, since your bo our boss is your direct you're not doing a good job of managing him. And you can imagine how the boss's boss is going to react to that. Exactly. We've all known a terrible boss, right? We all know bosses who are ineffective, they're unkind, they're not fair. As tempting as it is, this just isn't the time, it's not the place to bring up your boss's faults. Just trust us. Of the thousands of times this has been done, it has never worked because you're putting your boss's boss in a position where in front of a group of people, they have to choose to defend their direct or to not defend their direct. And since they're responsible for that direct's behavior, they're going to defend your manager every time in order to defend themselves. And wherever you're working, there are positives. If you only want your boss to talk to you about negatives, feel free to only talk about the negatives you see, right? There's a self-fulfilling prophecy there. If you're focused on negatives and you talk to your boss about negatives and you talk to your boss's boss about negatives, that's all you'll ever hear, negative stuff. So if you want some positivity, if you want your boss to be fair to you and bring up the positives as well as the negatives, then you have to bring up some positives too. You have to be looking for the things that are going right. You have to give the people around you a chance to be positive. If you bring up something in that meeting and it's positive about your boss, hey, my boss sorted out this problem, really appreciated it, I think he did a great job negotiating with this other team, then your boss's boss is going to be like, awesome, I managed that guy and that guy's doing a good job. And he feels a million times better. So... No negatives and definitely no dropping dimes. Absolutely. The next piece is share your opinion, not feedback. Now, if you know the manager tools feedback model, you may just be tempted to give feedback in the model, but don't. 
Just in case you've forgotten, you can't use the Manager Tools feedback model upwards. It's solely for the use of you with your directs. So we're clear, you cannot use the Manager Tools feedback model with your boss's boss, period, ever. Manager Tools feedback model is for managers, not directs. This is Manager Tools, not Direct Tools. So if you're asked, don't give feedback, don't give feedback in the model, and don't give feedback full stop, share your opinion. So you can start with like, here's how I see it, or from my perspective. If you share feedback, there's a, an implication that you know what should be. If I go to Starbucks and there's a really long line and I say, here, here's some feedback, your line is too long, there's an implication that I know how long a line should be and it's shorter than it is, right? If I say, hey, from my perspective, I think it takes too long and I had to wait too long for my coffee, it's different. It's, it's not saying, hey, I want you to make the world the world way I want it. It's saying, hey, there's a little thing that happens when you do this thing and it inconveniences me in this instance. And to a degree, there's an expectation with the manager tools feedback model that the individual you're delivering it to is obligated to a degree to change their behavior. Oh, good point. Right? So if you were to say to your boss's boss, hey, can I give some feedback? When we start meetings late, here's what happens. It really puts me late for the rest of the day. Can you change that? What is that person going to say? If they're smart in the moment, they're going to say, I'll take that under advisement. That's probably not what they're going to say. They're not obligated to change their behavior based on how you feel about a situation, but it works differently the other way. That's a really good point, Sarah. Like, Oh, it's really easy to look upwards and say, I know how things should be. And it's much harder to be four levels up and say, okay, I, I know how things should be, but they're not happening like that. You know, when when the senior VP, you're saying to the, to the senior VP, hey, I think you should start meetings on time. He's not going to say to you, yeah, well, if you could just tell the CEO to finish their meetings <laughs> on time, that'll be fine. But that's what you're effectively saying. So... If you give an opinion, you're acknowledging that you don't have perfect information. Something works for you or doesn't work for you. Remember, we're only being positive. So in theory, you're only talking about things that work for you. But it's not necessarily perfect because you don't know how it works for everybody else. And this kind of keeps you safe from a political point of view because any missteps that you take are covered by the fact that you don't have all the information. In other words, if you say that something is working for you and it turns out it doesn't work for anybody else, that's fine because you said, hey, it's working for me. You didn't say it's working for everyone. So for example, you could say something like, the red button we have is in just the right place. It works perfectly. Remember, we're only being positive. So our feedback or opinion needs to be positive too. And that's a lot different than saying, from my perspective, the red button is just the right place. If you give an opinion, you're acknowledging that you don't have that information. So the next piece is ask about plans, processes, and future announcements. So before you go to the meeting with your boss's boss, go through your emails, look for those emails from specifically your boss's boss or that are forwarded from them through your boss about the plans that the company has for the future. 
right? There might be an announcement about a new customer, plans to expand, or uh, the launch of a, a new product, for example, things like that. That's what you want to look for. These are the future plans that you can ask about in the meeting. So your boss's boss is perfectly placed to help you understand these announcements in the context of your team. If there's a company acquisition that we talked about before, if there's a company acquisition happening, what happens to your eight people in your team is different to what's happening for different teams. And so this conversation is a really good good place to find out, hey, exactly what does this mean for our team? And by asking about things that are happening in the wider company, you show interest and enthusiasm about the job you're in and the company you're working for. So you might want to ask questions such as, what does this mean for our team or division? Or how will we be able to contribute to this? And if there's really nothing, then you can ask just an open-ended question. Like, what do you see in our future? And all of the questions are that. They're open-ended meaning they can't be answered by just one word. They're not yes or no. They're not binary. And allow your boss's boss to answer as fully as she can. Don't expect to hear everything, though. Keep in mind, there may well be plans that are confidential, that you can't be told about right now, that information that you're not necessarily privy to, um, but you want to give them that time to explain things. And do have questions ready for this meeting. Your boss's boss is giving you an opportunity to discuss the company and you don't want to waste it. And also, not having questions is kind of like being in an interview and not having questions. You get judged for not having questions. I'm I'm sorry, people don't like that word, but judging is what happens in interviews. And it's also what your boss's boss is doing in this meeting. And if you don't have anything to ask about, You just look like you're in your little bubble and you're not concentrating on anything else. This is an opportunity to impress someone who can have an effect on your future. You don't want to waste it. Absolutely. So in summary, a skip level meeting is a chance for you to show your abilities to someone that can have a very positive effect on your career. You want to prepare for that meeting, be positive and be your best self. That means dressing well. That means bringing a notebook, a pen, things like that. And maybe your boss's boss can't do anything for you, but it would be a real waste not to be the kind of person that they can do something for if they could. Yes. I can't wait to hear from people who go to their skip level meetings now and see what they find out and how it goes. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Wendy. I hope that was helpful. We'll see you next week.